All right, we got six people up in here. Um, we're gonna get started because you already know how it is. All right, so welcome to another episode of Red Flaws. I'm your host, you already know. I got the super slide 75, the man who owes me 50 bucks. <laughs> What's happening, man? What's happening? Hey, what's going on with you? <laughs> oh, man, a lot, man. I just got my union card today, so it's about to be on and popping this year. So we already know. All right. So uh, we were, uh, you know, <laughs> we had our we had our fun with uh, the whole Little Mermaid thing. But you brought up uh, a few things about the Little Mermaid. And I think we should talk about it again, because I know a lot of people love to talk about the Little Mermaid. But uh, what, what what were you saying? about you know the black actresses and black actors in hollywood and stuff like that because i want to get that conversation going well i was uh saying for for big budgeted films like this this movie needed to do well for them to continue to justify them cutting the big checks for you know uh black-led uh female actors and actresses um and this is just one more excuse for them to say nope and then which brings black hollywood back to us complaining about hollywood and not getting a fair shake and it's like I just think people, I think black people hated Little Mermaid for the wrong reasons and got caught up in all the other people's rhetoric about why this movie should flop. And I'm mm. like, I get that, but for us, it's a little different. And you should have wanted this movie to do well, uh, especially um, internationally. But, what, but, but we've shown over time that we can be profitable without certain territories aka china whatever the case may be but that right. movie needed to do well and it didn't and that's just one more excuse for them to say well you guys can't cut in the big leagues when we do give you opportunities right well for me you know I, I would say that with everything that i saw with that movie i already knew that it was going to flop and it wasn't because i wanted it to flop it was just because it's like well with everything going on with all these culture wars with everybody trying to you know, boycott everything with everybody saying, oh, Disney needs to do this. Disney needs to do that. Honestly, like 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 for me, I would say that, you know, because people for the past couple of years, you know, just me looking at, you know, this whole culture war and studying it, it's like, well, you know, when when the left did it, you know, it, it was completely like I, I understood it. Right. It was just more or less of a. Um, you know, back in the mid 2000s, yeah, there was a lot of political, politically correct stuff, but it was like ultra conservative at that time. Right. So the so the pendulum switching over to like pure leftist, like just pure leftist stuff, it, it makes sense. Right. You know, now the people that have been in it for years and decades have now, you know, come home to roost and now they have the power and they're in the seat now, I would say. And I would say that, you know, this was this was a long time coming. You know, they, they were going to take everything in which people were trying to, you know, that people loved and just shove it back in your face. So in this like what what people would call it social justice in 2016, it was social justice. And now they call it woke. And I'm just like, I mean, people don't even know the whole definition of woke, which is funny to me. You know, like people like like people use the word and they don't even know what it means. I mean. Like they, they think, it, oh, it's, it means like something. It, 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 it's not what they think it is. But um, that's beside the point. But um, this whole Little Mermaid backlash, I guess. And I find it very interesting how it's like it's not even the women that are like upset with it. 
it's like the men that are upset with it. And I'm just like, I was even more surprised with that because I, I was like, I never, I mean, I watched The Little Mermaid, the the 80s Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. but I've never, I never like, like, I never looked at this thing and said like, oh, this, this is for me. Like, I just like, whatever, <laughs> you know, like this is kind of lazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there, I, I think, you know, with um, Disney rehashing all of these um, live action, uh, with the, all of these live action Disney things, I'm just like, it's it's pretty much them saying we've ran out of ideas completely right like they like even disney's elemental looks like looks like trash like i i i i personally think that disney needed the little mermaid to be a tax write off and they did just that you know like they they are using this whole thing as a tax write off what do you what do you think uh yeah that's i mean that's the only option they had at this point i mean after those first week numbers i don't off the top, I don't know why they released it in June in the midst of summer showdown with everybody with everybody's big guns. Like, um, tax write off is the only way to save face with this movie. Um, I don't know, man. Disney's just they're just so staunch in in their in their resolve, and it's like, and they just fired a bunch of people from Pixar, but they're not addressing the issues going on at Disney. Like you're blaming everybody else around you, but not the people that need to be blamed for the decision that they're making. Um, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, tax write off is you know and pay themselves the, its own money to, to, to distribute it on Disney Plus. I get it. <laughs> I get yeah, it. I, I mean that's the only way it can go. That's the only way that they can really make a quick buck. That's what um that's what Warner Brothers did, and. They're just like, you know what? Eh, we're because Batwoman didn't get off the ground. And when they just, you know, when they were just like, oh yeah, this thing, it's not gonna work. Okay. Mm-hmm. What they did was just say, you know what? We're gonna write this off in taxes. We're gonna cut people. We're gonna um also what we're gonna do is take Cartoon Network and we're gonna buy that out, <laughs> cut people. So they've just been, you know, trying to save face and saying like all of their ideas, every single idea that they had is not working all of the diversity all of this stuff it's not working in their favor and it's never going to work what it's only going to do it's only going to just put more emphasis on them writing off writing off everything in taxes so that they can make wave for everything else that they're about to do honestly that's that's the only way i see this going and and it's only going to continue because again i think hollywood has just ran out of ideas like to be quite honest with you, which ran out of ideas. Like they have no other ideas other than like what you see right now, you know? Yeah. It costs money to develop new ideas. If you got a bunch of old stuff you can rehash, that's what they're going to do. Um, I think Disney, you know, when the light year debacle took place, they should have did a, a quick pivot and said, you know what? Okay. They're not ready for it. And uh, the moment you didn't, they didn't bring back Tim Allen for, for uh light year. And then they, had the same the same couple um you no it just wasn't the the parents weren't weren't gonna go for it and they're still hurting from that light year stuff so yeah um I don't know what what I don't know what Disney is I think they can win this war I don't I don't think I don't see it happening you know because you're I'm trying to represent a, a minority of people that's what three percent of the of the world's population I mean I mean even so it's just like well. They need that kind of even with the whole Ron DeSantis thing going on and all that stuff. 
it's just like, well, Disney is kind of like sticking up its middle finger. And it's just like, well, we're, we're I think honestly, Disney is saying like we own half of the world. So it's just like, well, what are you going to do about it? You know, you're just a, I mean, <laughs> when, when I'm thinking about like uh, Disney World and all that in uh, Orlando, they're just like. We own half of Florida. We, what are you going to do about it, Ron DeSantis? You're just a peon. Basically, that's what they're saying. They're kind of, it's kind of like a flex to everybody else, you know? That's kind of how I think about it. But um, the what? But you were bringing up a lot of... Oh, you know what? Let's, let's look at this article real quick. Hold on one second. I, I want to bring up this Hollywood Reporter because I think it's very interesting how they are literally saying the quiet parts out loud. Um, so it says the box office, the little mermaid gets doused in China, South Korea after racist backlash, the Disney's live action retelling of the iconic animated film, which is bombing in these countries stars Haley Bailey in the Tilio uh, role. Um, the little mermaid is getting doused in select foreign markets amid a racist backlash over the casting of, um, actress Haley Bailey in the role of Ariel. The movie has grossed a mere $3.6 million in its first 10-day release in China, by the far worst showing among Disney's live-action adaptation. The movie is also struggling badly in North in South Korea, excuse me, where it has earned only $4.4 million through June 4th. Sources close to the movie, as well as box office analysts, say Disney knew Little Mermaid could face challenges, but is surprised by the extent of the backlash and its impact. No, they knew. They, they kind of knew exactly what they were doing, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that they didn't know. Oh no, they did. They they knew that this was going to happen. Well, what do you what do you think? You, you didn't think that they wouldn't, you know? They yeah. wouldn't. The weird thing is, I want Disney to fail, but not at our expense. Right. Let this be somebody else's movie. Let it be another character. I didn't want this um, for us per se, because now you know, you know, when we do something, or once, or one, once we're shown in that light, it gets amplified times ten. Mm-hmm. You know, this are probably catch more heat than the light year situation, you know, just because there's a black face attached to this now, you know? So, well, I, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, that, well, that's true. And I just think that, you know, this is why I would say, you know, like a, a black, like a, a separate black Hollywood would have sufficed, honestly, in the, in the decades after that, like in the decades before all of this, a black Hollywood would have sufficed, honestly, mm-hmm. mainly because, when I when I look at this, it's it's more or less telling me that no, they they're doing that. No, Hollywood is doing this for a reason, right? Because we we kind of, I've I've I know what's going on with all of this, you know the 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 rhetoric that's going on with black people right now, and it's only and it's only going to amplify with Hollywood, right? Yeah. And what I think Hollywood is, and, and and is Hollywood racist? I I personally don't know, and I personally don't care. But using, you know, black people in this sense, it's like, all right, what are you trying to do? What? Okay, Hollywood, what are you trying to do? Right. Right. And I would and I would personally say to to extend that whole, you know, conversation, this is why I say to be, you know, black people got to be independent at this point, because you trying to say that Hollywood is racist, you trying to say that, oh, Hollywood doesn't respect us and all this other stuff. Of course it doesn't. Of of course, then why do you then why do you want their accolades? Why do you want their awards? Why? It, I mean, if you if you're if you're not being respected here, what's the only way you can go down? You know, yeah. you, you you can only go down one route, and that's doing doing independent stuff. That's it. I I can't stress that enough. But what what do you think? 
I, I agree. But black folk, we're a funny bunch. And I think we want inclusion and validation more than anybody. Uh, as far as this industry, I mean, every, you know, there's Nollywood, there's Bollywood, even Russian, Russia makes his own action flicks that I, I catch, you know, I catch a couple movies every, every year. So black Americans take, for the most part in Hollywood do not want to create their own black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, and I think that's sad, honestly, because it's like, well, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing the writings on the wall and honestly, it, it's not my fault that there aren't writings on this wall. Um, it's just like, well, fam, come on. You know, you, you gotta, like, at this point, what, what else is there for me to say other than, well, so are you getting the message now? You know, why, why are you still here? Right. You know, like, I, I don't, because, of course, the foreign box office is, I, I mean, yeah, China, China's going to be China, all right, but this is just me saying, you know, independent all the way because there's no other like listen you trying to you trying to get accolades and all this other stuff from hollywood well hollywood is just kind of giving you your pink slip at this point you know like they they, they're kind of making wave for the new characters the new actors and they're not gonna look black i mean they're gonna look light-skinned i'm just i'm telling i'm telling you this man Mm -hmm. they're gonna look light-skinned they're gonna get a little bit brown they're gonna get a little bit light-skinned you know but you know it I'm I'm I already know what's about to happen, man. I'm in this stuff. Like I, I look at this from like a not even like a I told you so, but just from a perspective and how things are going, you know? Mm-hmm. And some of the black and 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 what I kind of see, you know, like what was his name? Uh Dameson Idris or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Dameson's from what? Across the pond. Yeah. He's a Brit. Yeah. Yeah. They they're 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 making wave. Or, you know, like the 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 island blacks, the blacks across the pond, they pretty much done with African Americans, you know, like like FBA, B1, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not listen, you know, guys can get mad at me and say, Oh, well, you, you red sings blues is this and that. I'm oh, I don't care. The the writing's on the wall, you know, you you are being replaced. Sorry. I mean, it, what what was it? Dame wait, isn't Dames in, in wait. Isn't isn't Dameson Idris the same guy that that was banging? Uh, uh, what was his? What was the, the series Swarm, yeah, yeah. In that, that first five minutes of that movie, yeah, of the series, yeah, yeah, that was him. <laughs> that was that was funny because he was like, like, I was like, you know, he made the deal with the devil. I was like, was that in there too? <laughs> <laughs> was that in there too? Because if that was it, I was like, man, look, <laughs> man, look, I w- listen. It ain't even worth. It ain't even worth the insomnia. <laughs> It was not worth the insomnia doing that shit. All right. All right. We're going back to going back to the article. Uh, the social media outcry over Bailey's casting has been uh, particularly verse of uh, voice for us in both markets. Sources believe that this has resulted in unverified audience reviews, bashing the movie in South Korea. Reviews have even made headlines. Negative, re- uh, negative audience reviews have also populated in social media in China. And just before the film opened in that country, the government affiliated the Global Times read an editorial lambasting Disney's motives. The controversy surrounding Disney's forced inclusion of minorities in classic films is not about racism, but it is lazy and irresponsible storytelling strategy. And this is what I've said. And a lot of people called me a coon for this, but it's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's true. It's true. <laughs> I told people this. It's lazy. Oh, Red Sings the Blues is a coon. He's trying to placate to a white audience. 
No, even people see the writing on the wall and everybody knows that this shit is lazy. Okay, what what do you what do you have to say about that? I agree. I mean, you could have you could probably put a could have probably put a, a light-skinned mixed chick. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Haley was just too brown. Like mm -hmm. a, a biracial or a uh, octoroon probably would have, you know what I'm saying? Just enough to be like, okay, I, I see a tint, a hinge of something there. But you could put a slap or a red wig on her and I think it would have been okay. But mm -hmm. I just, I, I hate this for us, man. But um, I think Haley's going to come out of this just fine. Yeah, she'll be all right. I mean, honestly, she's in the color purple. She She going to be all right. <laughs> she she's gonna be all right i i i i mean me personally i think she's she's collateral damage pretty much mm -hmm. but she's gonna be all right they yeah they did try to make her hair red but even so it's not not it's not working i'm sorry yeah i, I saw the budget for her, her her locks 140 grand they spent what yeah 140 grand. 140k mine were free <laughs> <laughs> nigga i did mine for free what are you talking about yeah See, that's even <laughs> I swear to God. Uh many Chinese Nietzsche said that the Snow White said uh excuse me. Many Chinese Nietzsche said that like Snow White, the image of the mermaid princess enhanced Christian Anderson's fairy tales has long been rooted in the hearts, and it takes a leap of imagination to accept the new cast. Mainly, I mean translation, they like the white Snow White and they like the white little mermaid more than they do the black one. Yeah. All right. And honestly, I, to, to add to your point, to add to your point, I would say if we could put a spin on the Wizard of Oz, we can put a spin on the Little Mermaid as mm -hmm. if there aren't, you know, African folklores about sirens. Come of course. On, all day. Yeah. Come on, fam. You telling me. And, and this is what I said. I said this in even a video that I said like months ago i said there are african folklores about sirens and you're telling me that you could not find it in yourself to write a story about that you wrote the woman king so what so what what was what there what's it is there that? yes plenty of inspiration out here for it. yeah plenty of inspiration i'm i'm just saying but it, again independent i told people this you know people people you know they keep on Saying stuff about me, but okay, I, I guess. Uh, the editorials further question whether Disney's political correctness is motivated by financial interest or genuine concern for representation. It's it's about money. <laughs> it's about money. Uh, Bailey landed the role in summer 2019 after extensive searches that included hundreds of actresses. She immediately set the bar so high that no one surpassed it. Director Bob Marshall told uh, The Hollywood Reporter last month. Uh, we saw every ethnicity. There was no agenda to cast a woman of color. It was really just let's find the best Ariel and Haley claimed the role. I I highly doubt that. <laughs> I highly doubt it. <laughs> I I I highly doubt this. Just I would say I highly doubt it. <laughs> highly. Luger Storm with the 999. I do appreciate that. Uh Dr. Welsing said get uh black get back brown stick around mellow yellow white is right anime loves white characters look at dragon ball z super saiyan characters yeah no i agree with that i agree with that i mean well the thing is i mean there were there are black characters in in many 90s um animes but it, it was like it was it was really done 
even in like this this uh this uh anime called Beck Mongolian Chop Squad, there's a character called um John John Lee Davis, which is an actual character, uh actual person, and then um Leon. Um and Leon is an actual black character that is like a multimillionaire uh music guy, but he's like a gangster and stuff like that. But that's that's beside the point. That's beside the point. What I'm trying to say is, is that there are black characters in anime, but not so much. But it's like it's 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 done, but not done so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Do you can you say that there are like like is there like a uh like a white like a white not even a like a white praise in anime? I guess you could say that mainly because, well, in, even in America, a lot of things need to be well in, in a in a white in a white lens i i'm not not acknowledging that but what, what do you think no i i agree um and what facet of industry where the white isn't uh, the vehicle to launch everything to attach everything to so yeah even with the fast x series you know it's it's praised for its multi-ethnicity but at the end of the day you know it was between you know vin diesel and you had the blue-eyed blonde hair paul walker you know, was always, you know, still attached to it, still like the main face of it. Um, And, um, you know, it's, yeah, that's not, that's nothing changing. I think, I think, you know, we we think Dragon Ball Z with with the anime character, like Mr. Popo is such the most obvious slap in the face to black folk. Yeah. And yet we still watch that shit. (laughs) I mean, even, even Pokemon, even Pokemon had uh, to recount, a episode because of uh the pokemon jinx oh yes i remember that yeah. yeah yeah they they had to do that even i mean jinx is still a pokemon that is widely available on every version of pokemon so that's yeah. very interesting um dark matter reality tv says the second strongest tail beast naruto was black the only character i can think of yeah yeah like like i said it's done it, it's done but it's not done heavily but you know i i mean can you say that anime is racist? I don't know, you know, but I don't think it really matters to, you know, guys like me because I like, I like anime and I'm not really looking at the color of the characters. I'm looking at the story, you know, but I mean, that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey's performance has been widely lauded by critics and verified audiences alike in China. Hollywood earnings have been down dramatically since the pandemic. The biggest U S hits so far this year have been fast X guardians of the galaxy volume three, both nearing the ends of their runs with current totals of approximately $125 million and 78.8 million respectively. Those are sold. Those are solid numbers, but much less than each franchise predecessors. F nine, the last saga, 20, uh, 2021 earned 2017, uh, you know, $217 million and F eight, which took home, uh, $392.8 million in China. While others guardians of the galaxy bought home a hundred million dollars and all other U- U.S. ten poles have a farce significantly worse this year. May I mean, I, I mean, honestly, you can say that not a lot of people are going to the theaters right now. Um, the one movie that everybody wanted to see was the Super Mario Bros. movie, and that toppled one billion dollars, and rightfully so because that was, um, that was what I would say uh, Nintendo's doing. Nintendo had full power over that movie everything nintendo went into that movie okay 
the nostalgia factor, all of the details of the movie and, and illumination, you know, really brought it to life. Okay. I, I love illumination for that because, well, I would say that, you know, illumination is, is doing something that Pixar isn't, which is listening to its customers, listening to its audience and actually entertaining people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah you know what yeah we gotta do it with, we gotta do with the slide i'm sorry slide you gotta get this part with it that's all right to you sucker to you sucker <laughs> goodbye bad credit oh my god car with it <laughs> yep still owe me that 50 bucks i got you i got you <laughs> Even against the collective backdrop of a diminished China potential, the scare, the scale of the Little Mermaid's flop is conspicuous. The Jungle King 2016 and the Lion King 2019 were outright blockbusters in China, earning 150 million and 120 million respectively. While Aladdin 2019 took a solid 53.5 million dollars, and Cruella, which was released during the pandemic, earned 24 million dollars, far more than Little Mermaid ultimately will. And 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 and, and you know what else? Something. I mean, Aladdin 2019, it made more sense because it had, you know, at that time it had Will Smith, right? It had Will Smith in it and everybody likes Will Smith at that time, you know, before the whole uh, Chris Rock thing. So, you know, everybody was going to go see that movie and to be and to kind of bring it there. Also, I would also then say that um, what is it? Uh, the Aladdin Broadway play brings home about a few million dollars because it, again it's a broadway masterpiece if you were to go actually watch you know like the whole set design and all that other stuff which i got to i got to install right it's it's phenomenal like i i went to go see my work in action and i'm just like damn i did that you know i i actually sat there and i'm like wow i'm actually proud that i actually installed this you know like i i i usually don't do that but like i i've seen maybe one or two Broadway plays that I've actually installed. And then I sat there and I'm just, I, I was like, I did that. <laughs> That's cool. Right on. You know, I, sometimes you got to look back at your work. Mm -hmm. but, um, I didn't go see Corella and, and I knew about Corella, but I think that was short lived because nobody was really going to watch something that you, I mean, Corella DeVille is, I mean, yeah, she's a semi iconic character, but to be fair with you, nobody gives a shit about, you know, like, Everybody likes the 101 Dalmatians, but no one really likes Cruella DeVille. Like, like you know, the worst part about it, they, they greenlit a sequel for it. It's getting a sequel. What? Yeah. So wait, so yeah, no, Disney, I just, I honestly think that Disney is just, I think they just like losing money, honestly. I just, <laughs> I, I just think they just have money to burn and they're just literally, you know, doing all of these things just to write it off in taxes because most of these studios are doing that. Well, I believe they I believe they believe they can actually win this culture war against its own um, constituents like, no, like you. And, and, and then on top of that is bleeding into Marvel It's going to bleed into indie. Oh, um, yeah, we're going really to gonna talk about the Spider. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Spider-Man movie because everyone's like, I like it. I hate it. I like it. I hate it. I like it. I hate it. I'm like, I, I'm indifferent about it. So I'm going to go see it this weekend and see what people are talking about. All right, so let's go back. Uh, it's disappointing, says the Little Mermaid Insider. Adds a source outside of the studio who tracks the performance of Hollywood event picks. 
we did not expect the racist reaction and therefore the picture to underperform internationally. Oh, no, they, they, they were expecting that. <laughs> they were expecting that. In the United States, The Little Mermaid has been doing good business despite uh, protestations by some regarding Bailey's casting. Um, the movie has earned north of $186 million in the first 10 days and is pacing on par with breakout live action hit Aladdin in its second weekend. Little Mermaid dropped an estimated 58% in North America as Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse entered the marketplace. Excuse me. Uh, box office analysts believe Little Mermaid could top out at $350 million domestically. Aladdin's domestic call was $355.6 million. Overseas, Aladdin reached $695.1 million for a worldwide total of $1.5 billion. South Korea, however, accounted for $91 million, while China contributed $53.5 million. It remains to be seen where Little Mermaid lands internationally. It finished its June 4th foreign tally with a total of $140.5 billion after debuting a week earlier to a disappointing $68.3 million. The good news is the female skewing held in a number of markets, and it continues to play particularly well in Latin America, mainly because, well, they got Prince Eric. Prince Eric is what? Oh uh, well, or or isn't Triton isn't Triton Hispanic? You said Tri- yeah. The, well, Javier Bardem, who plays Triton, is a, is a Spaniard. He was in um, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, of course, they, of course they're gonna, of course they're gonna come out for that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not even it's not even a thing. But what what? But you said something. But you you did say something that that is definitely important, and I think we should start talking about it. Is that well? And I know I'm kind of I'm kind of circling back to that, but it's like, yeah, well, the importance of black actors and actresses. Yeah. I mean, you could say that a lot of actors and actresses in in Hollywood's history, you know, there were a lot of black actors and actresses that did not get their time. But there there's there was always a cultural shift with black people and movies and all this other stuff. For example, you had uh, Ice Cube and his production company come out with Friday, which is a cult classic. Then, and then Friday, the next Friday, then Friday after next. And I would say, like, I mean, yeah, you, you have your menaces to society, your boys to the hood. You, you got your uh, South Centrals. You got your, you got your the uh, Soul Plains and all that other stuff. You got your Wayne's brothers. You got your white chicks and all that stuff. But I mean, there is there is a form of importance to it, but. I would say to like what a, what Ice Cube was doing, right? Ice Cube, you know, he he made his own thing when people said, you know, he, he you can't do this, you know. That's right. But I think that was the best thing for Ice Cube because everybody knew Ice Cube from from uh, niggas with attitude. That's all people knew him from. But to see you know Ice Cube make his own movie, that was pretty that was pretty damn good, you know. And I think you know him making his own production company that said that set the that set the pace for a lot of other black people to say you know what we can do it too what do you what are you thinking yeah i agree the only thing you would need is distribution and there's plenty of distributors out will willing to put out the, the product I, I think what cube did with friday i mean he created his own world building with that you know all these interesting right. characters that we kind of that we care about and want to know more of or you could, he could expand that thing so many different ways if he wanted to you know, it's just like the John Wick series. Like you can go in so many different different ways with with, with Friday. You know, you can go down Smokey's family. You know, Day Day's family. They, they do some shit in the future. They get older and have their own kids, and their kids get into the same shenanigans their their dads got into. Like perfect, you know, scenario for that. But 
that requires gumption and to be innovative and to be a, a trailblazer. And most most black folk ain't trying to ain't trying to go the cube route. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say that that that's that's something in which we should be doing. Honestly, I agree. Yes, it, it, but but I mean, I mean, you have things like you have Donald Glover or Childish Gambino, which you know he 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 was a part of Atlanta, right? Yeah. One of the one of the best black sit. I mean, not even the best black sitcom, but like a a series in which you know depicts like just black culture itself, and had Kevin freaking samuels on it before he died i was like that that's that right there says a lot about you know like like just black culture period right and it was and and fx picked that up i mean yeah it kind of ended but i mean the next one would be snowfall but all of that is fx right if i would say like there is an importance for black actors and black actresses but i would then also say the end but, but because but because there are a few people that will stay inside the Hollywood route. That's what makes it like, you know, like what, what, what would be the point of all that? You know, like Mm -hmm. why, why would they want to move? Because they already have money within like FX, new line cinema, um, universal and, and all of them. But I, I would say another one and everybody doesn't like him. I don't, I personally am indifferent to him. Uh, Tyler Perry. Okay. Tyler Perry, even though even though I can't take the dude with the dress. <laughs> I mean, like Medea. He's a necessary hey. evil at this point. That's how I look at him. Yeah, you got to have just, you, you got to. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, I I just I mean, think about it, because you go on either Paramount Plus or not stars, but though he has a slew of just these gospel ratchet movies. A series, the sisters, and this black dynasty version of—I mean, it's a slew of—and I'm like, you know what? He's created his own industry for his own people. I can't be mad at that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, well, I would say the question then would be: It's like, well, because even with uh, the Boondocks, even made fun of Tyler Perry, and both Aaron Magruder and Tyler Perry were both at at Time Warner. They were both, you know, the, I mean, one was at TBS, the other one was on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't know. Tyler Perry, although you know, like he he kind of sold his whole brand to Hollywood because with Lionsgate and all that. But it, again, I don't know. The thing about very, it, if you're very, if you're if you're a struggling black actor, there's a there's a place for you to go. Yeah, I would say I would say yeah yeah. Tyler Perry Studios would be the best bet. I I mean I've done maybe one or two uh uh Medea plays I've actually like it, you know just did deck crew for it and it, it was uh it was an experience you know it was like weird at first I think the first one before it became a movie was a uh, diary of a mad black woman okay. that was a it was a stage play before it was a uh actual movie there were okay. a few of them that were like actual stage plays before there were movies honestly Tyler Perry was um more of a like he was a theater guy more than he was like a a, a movie guy but mm-hmm. I I would say the monopoly and having your own studio is of an importance because having your own distributor being your own boss that should be something that a lot of black you know artists and stuff like that should be doing i.e. Young Ripper all right I know a lot of people will be, oh you suck it is nuts uh no that's literally something in which a lot of black people should take into an account. 
You want you want your own stuff. You you keep on saying it, but then you're not doing it. There's a talk. There's talk, and then there's action. Okay, mm-hmm. which one are you gonna do? All right. Uh, take take for example, Eric. Eric, uh, that's my that's one of my mentors. Um, he has been in Hollywood for almost a decade. Left Hollywood, but he he's got his own stories, and I think uh I think I should bring him on. I got to bring him on one of these days because we definitely got to talk Hollywood and all that other stuff. Cause he, 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 he knows a lot about Hollywood and all that stuff and why I'm not even trying to go over to California, not <laughs> doing it, not doing it. I'm sorry. I will, I will, I will visit for a few hours and then leave. Can't knock it till you try it. You know, it's just like California's version of Hollywood is, I mean, cause you got, you got Atlanta and you got New York but and you got parts of Florida, but California is, it's where, it's where it all started, man. It's like, you know, it's you just have to, you know, just come out for, just for a little bit. So, uh, you, you, okay, I I got I got to get the tour. I one, if I go over there, I got to get the tour. Actually, there are a few there are a few studios I actually do have to hit up that I got to see. Um, but yeah, a lot of yeah yeah a lot yeah. Once you go woke, yeah, you go broke. But um, yeah, the Spider Man across the Spider Verse people are saying some positive stuff about it and it's competing and and that's the other thing about the little mermaid flopping honestly is that well you got a you got a black female lead but that's not doing pretty well then you got miles morales and that's doing some numbers you know but i would say it would be the spider-man brand okay it's the marvel brand I would say that, but what, what do you got? What do you got? No, I agree. I think it's an unfair comparison because Marvel, uh, because Miles is his own original character, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, that Spidey brand is pretty strong. Um, you put anybody attached or next to it, you're going to do, you're going to do, you should do good. Um, yeah, I just think that's an unfair comparison, uh, Little Mermaid to, to, to Miles Morales because Miles is now they, you know, they're talking about bringing him to the live, uh, get his own version, uh, live action movie now. So, Mm-hmm. He, he it it's his own brand at this point like everybody knows who miles is you know mm-hmm. and you know there's no you can't use the, the the race color weight race bending race swapping because he's always been an afro puerto rican afro latina since day one mm-hmm. you know i remember when they first introduced the character it was a lot of outrage don't get me wrong but now over the course of 10 15 years everyone's like okay we get it he's his own person he's not trying to replace peter parker you know? right yeah. right a lot of a lot of guys over there, the, the the I would call them the culture warriors. They keep on saying that they they're just like always oh, trying to replace the Peter Parker character. But as I see it, as I saw it, I said, eh, you know what, I, you know, I'll give it a shot. I didn't, I watched the first movie and I, I was like, all right, the the first movie's all right. Mm. Um, the second movie, I'm about to see, you know, what what people are talking about because I've heard it from my woman too. She was talking about uh how she liked the movie and it leaves you on a cliffhanger. And I was just like, okay, all right, I, I, okay, if you like it, I'll, I'll watch it. You know, I, I'll I'll see what you're talking about. All right, yeah, and, and shout out to Sony and Amy Pascal because they really they they loved that they did right by that character and they took care of him. They you know they portray Miles. You know, it's you know we always worry about the the black male being effeminate, uh, being effeminate, and and this and this and that. No, Miles is you know there's nothing wrong with the Miles character. You know, mm-hmm. he has a mom, he has a dad. They're married. Mm-hmm. You know, and this and this yeah. and that. You know, so yeah, I like shout out to Sony for uh you know doing right by by the character. 
Okay. Yeah. No. And, and I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to take my notes on it. You know, like I, I, I mean, the animation looks pretty good. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. Oh, they're going to get another Oscar for that. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I, I mean, I mean, it's Sony. I, it's Sony. They, they have to do that. And, and of course, Sony and Columbia have had that relationship, even with um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. So it would be a disservice if they did not do, you know, like a, a good job with with a animated Spider-Man. You know, <laughs> like it, it, it just it, it would be it would behoove them to not do that. Um, oh, they're talking about the idol. I keep on seeing I keep on seeing a lot about the idol and the weekend. And stuff. I just watched it last night for the first 40 minutes i was half falling asleep not until the weekend shows up the last 10 minutes and i'm like finally some action but that that's a slow burn man that's a slow slow burn mm. yeah <laughs> all right um okay so let's see how spider versus franchise struck box office gold again all right so we gotta we gotta see this spidey still got it Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, a sequel to uh, Sony's 2018 Oscar-winning Into the Spider-Verse, collected $120 million in its box office debut, a towering figure that's more than triple the original opening weekend. The first film of the initial cinematic introductions to the multiverse started with a softer $34.4 million, but turned into a word-of-mouth sensation during its theatrical run, which ended with $190 million in North America and $384 million globally. Now, thanks to the goodwill from Into the Spider-Verse and quality to match the hype, follow-up film has managed to become a blockbuster from the jump. Already across the Spider-Verse has generated $208 million worldwide, including an $88.1 million at an international box office. It cost $100 million. Wow. So, it's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, how do you do this, man? How do you... With a hundred million dollars, is that the budget of the movie? Wow! So is that just the production, or is that with the marketing as well? I don't know because even with I think I think McDonald's is doing some. Pro, I mean they 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 literally cutting out the. Uh, they literally I I saw it man they cut out some of that little merm them little mermaid toys and they started promoting some of that uh Spider Man some of them Spider Man toys <laughs> and rightfully so because it's just like we ain't make it. Uh, it you know what it all goes back to like how many how many toys and merchandise they can actually sell with the movie and 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 half the, it's not even just the box office it's the merchandise too yeah. if you can't sell your toys and you can't sell your shirts and you can't sell your like video games or something or anything else like that mm -hmm. you, you're just you're just screwed i'm sorry you, you gotta you got listen everybody everybody in the business knows that if you cannot get your merchandise or advertisement on board, no one's going to watch it. Yeah. That, that's just that's just the name of the game. All right. Everybody knows it. It's a psychological aspect to, you know, like everything. And like, like, for example, Star Wars. Star, yeah, it was Star Wars bread and butter. Mm -hmm. For example, Star Wars from from the 80s and 90s has had many different pockets of money and revenue coming from it. Pizza Hut. Uh, KFC at a time, Taco Bell, um, uh, uh, Hasbro, Mattel, Lego. It's had its it had its money in every aspect of every toy, every brand of toy market. It, you 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 had to make money off of Star Wars, and and most of that memorabilia now is worth hundreds of oh, thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah, 
Like as a collector, I've seen it. Okay. Like, like a 90, like I remember, uh, I was looking this up, like some of that nine, some of those nineties cups from pizza hut and some of those toys from pizza hut mm-hmm. are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Just, it's star Wars memorabilia. And if you can't make money off of your toys or your merchandise, forget the box office. That's what really matters. Well, the, you know, the funny part with that is, uh, I guess the studio didn't believe in George Lucas and they just let him have the merchandise licensing because <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't see anything with Star Wars take, taking off. And God, man, how many more, how many billions later are we talking about? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 The, uh, yeah. 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 I, I def- we definitely got to, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into, we'll, we'll finish this and then we'll end with the, uh, the Lucas film because they're talking about, uh, the Lucas film now just losing money, <laughs> losing money. We gotta, we gotta. I gotta talk about that real quick. Um, it's really, it's really rare that sequels increase their box offices. Paul, I'm not saying that last name. <laughs> Senior media analyst at Comscore. Usually, the law of diminishing returns applies. There are a few reasons that Across the Spider Verse delivered that stellar degree of box office growth. For one, the studio made a movie that resonated with audiences who awarded it an A cinema score, and critics hold it a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes alike. Uh, there was a time when the term sequel was thought uh, as a cheap money grab. This movie did not fail into that trap or fall into it. At the same time, the Spider-Man brand has never been stronger following the behemoth success of 21, 2021 Spider-Man No Way Home when an $814 million dollar uh, with, with eight, well, excuse me, eight hundred and fourteen million dollars in North America and one point nine billion globally. The threequel, which stars Tom Holland as the title hero and remains entirely separate for now from the animated franchise, is the third highest-grossing domestic film in history and the sixth biggest movie ever worldwide. Peter Parker's appeal clearly spans far and wide, and 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 not only that, Spider-Man No Way Home was also shot in Queens, New York. All right. A lot of a few friends that I have have actually been, you know, shouting the praises and and actually their their careers, you know, shot out because they did Spider-Man No Way Home, you know. So there's that because it was in Queens. Um, But with its Spider-Verse, Sony didn't bank on broad recognition to fill movie theater seats. In fact, analysis considered the Spider-Verse series a masterclass in revisiting a popular character, unlike, say, The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast or Disney's other recent adaptations of its classics were crit- criticized as formulaic at best or shot for shot remakes at worst. And see, this is, <laughs> they just took a shot at its, at its own. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> Ouch. They're saying they, they, they needed Spider-Man. That's, that's what they're saying. They, they saying without any rhyme or reason, without this, Right. Without this movie, The Little Mermaid would have just listen. Disney would have not made its money back completely. What do you What are you thinking? <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you know what? I like the idea of Sony holding on to Spidey. They'll, they'll never sell Spider Man to to Marvel. Um, just like I don't think Universal will ever sell the Hulk back to marvel so you're gonna have this lifelong affair with uh sony and and marvel with with spider-man at, at this point because it's never coming back home to marvel ever yeah it shouldn't honestly if, if it does 
oh, be prepared for all that money to go down. There. I don't think they could afford it. Yeah, honestly. All right. Uh, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta, I gotta get into Lucasfilm. Uh, perspective of Marvel's friendly neighborhood web slinger who has been portrayed in live action films by Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Holland. In this universe, Spider-Man takes the form of Miles Morales, a Brooklyn teen of African-American and Puerto Rican descent who is bestowed with superhuman powers. Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson directed the PG-rated sequel, which follows Miles and Gwen Stacy, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, as they attempt to save their fellow Spider-People from a villain called The Spy. Spider-Verse took a well-liked superhero, gave storytelling an original visual style and voice, and created a unique experience says David A. Gross, who runs movie consultant firm franchise entertainment research. The look, tone, and point of view are entirely fresh. IMAX screens, where tickets run sales at a higher price, were also key in boosting overall grosses for Across the Spider-Verse. Yet it is another reminder in the importance of premium formats, which made up 20% of the film's overall grosses. That's not the best sign for Greta Gerwig's upcoming Barbie, which isn't ex- which isn't getting an IMAX run since Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer opens the same day and will occupy most of the screens. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. In the case of Spidey, IMAX accounted for 13.5 million in North America, 11.2% of the film's opening weekend tally, and 20 million globally. This is how the theatrical system works right now. You have a blockbuster, you want to maximize the cash flow. The best way to do that is IMAX PLF screens. Jeff Block, analyst with Exhibitor uh, Relations, wrote on Twitter, audiences are gladly paying for that premium experience. And that's true. Yeah. No one wants to see standard IMAX. They, they don't want to see standard film, right? They don't want to see it. What they do want to see is IMAX 3D. They want to see that. They want to see everything. They want to see it even in best surround sound. They have to see that. All right. AMC spends a lot and uh, 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 media equipment just for that. All right. Mm-hmm. The, the tickets, the last time, the Super Mario Bros. in 3D cost damn near 30 bucks to watch. And that was worth the money. Like, it was worth the money because it was not only in IMAX, it was in 3D. So, you know, my hat's off to Super Mario Bros. They deserve my money. Um, IMAX CEO's Rich uh, Genfold showed his support for the Spider-Verse by calling it one of the most visually dazzling franchises in cinema. He added, we are excited to see audiences overwhelmingly choose IMAX to experience it. Box office experts view Spider-Verse as Sony's clearest clearest triumph in crafting a viable comic book franchise outside of Holland's interpretation of the character, which shares DNA with Disney's sprawling Marvel Cinematic Universe. So naturally, Miles Morales isn't going anywhere. Long before Across the Spider-Verse opened in theaters, Sony announced the third installment, Beyond the Spider-Verse, while a female-centric spinoff is in development. Otherwise, the studio has found mixed results with its so-called Sony Marvel of the uh, universe of the Marvel characters, Venom, and its 2021 sequel, Let There Be Carnage, uh, were theatrical winners with a combined $1.3 billion, but neither were critical darlings. Ditto for Jared Leto's vampire-inspired Morbius, which failed to charm audiences, which tapped out with $167 million. Uh, up next, The Craven, The Hunter, starring Aaron Taylor Johnson and Madame Webb, featuring Dakota Johnson, which will test the appeal of comic book fans. There's also a broader upside. After the outsized debut of Across the Spider-Verse, analysts believe that the summer's blockbuster season has a shot 
of hitting $4 billion for the first time in the pandemic era. That's important because the stretch between May and August is regularly amongst the most lucrative times of the year, mainly because everybody is outside. That's number one. Number two, people are wanting to see uh, movies during Memorial Day weekend, July 4th, um, Father's Day, and a few other holidays that happen in the summer. If that were to happen, I can see Spider-Verse. I can see, you know, the Spider-Man movie at least having, a, you know, some ground. Right. And it needs to, honestly. And this is Disney kind of, you know, shooting itself in the foot again, which I like. I like seeing Disney shoot itself in the foot mm-hmm. because it's just like, well, hey, you had time, you know, like they can't buy Sony, honestly. And I wouldn't want them to. Uh, I'm going out on a limb that we have 20 more worldwide releases films this summer compared to last summer. The performed the performance of Spider-Verse only emboldens my projections. It is in these performances that the box office gets within the four billion dollar range. Do you think now I know I know <laughs> Do you think that it would get four billion dollars. For this year total. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay, I personally think, and I might be wrong on it. I I might be wrong on it. I might. I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna stand ten toes down on it. It when I see the movie, I'm gonna say it might be in the four billion dollar range, but I'm pretty sure it might hit a billion. It it might hit a billion. Might hit a billion. Let's see. Okay, Spidey. So we got Transformers, Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible. No. I'm gonna say okay. no. Okay. <laughs> and now, if, if 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 they do what they do with Mario Brothers and leave it in the theaters, and it, it, if it has legs, then yeah. But they're not gonna do that. And I hate that they shorten the the movie windows. You know, because I remember, you know, back in the day, a movie can be in the theaters for two months. You know, catch a matinee, whatever, right before it, it they 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 take it all or take it out of the theaters and stuff. But these what. Would they, would they get four week windows if mm-hmm. that you know it's like what, what what is that you don't even get the movie a chance to breathe if if mm-hmm. it has legs you'll never know if you, you keep kneecapping them well i mean it, what do you see that there will be like an extended release of the movie at least maybe well or they'll re-release it do the avatar route when avatar and, and um infinity uh wars was going back and forth they kept re-releasing it in theaters just so they can one up each other for who the most money's made. I can see that happening, but um, or then, you know, with Sony did re-release Morbius back in the theaters for a hot minute. I could see that being a, a, a trend moving forward, but I just, just leave it in the theaters, man. If you're going to do that, all that, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah, like, well, like, I mean, yeah. not to okay. cut you off. I'm sorry. With Black Panther two, if you'd have left it in the theaters, maybe two or three more weeks, it'd have cracked a billion. It would have made a billion. How much did it do in the in the foreign? Eight. The- okay, so total Black Panther two was what eight, eight fifty, eight sixty. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, they, they, they would have touched a billion if you just, just left it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't see Black Panther two, and it wasn't because oh, you haven't really. I, I oh. haven't. Seen, I haven't. I haven't seen Black Panther two. I didn't even see the first Black Panther. Actually, oh. I was supposed to see it. I was supposed to see it. But everybody in the dashikis kind of ruined that shit for me. I'm like, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I went, I went into the Brooklyn theater. I went into um, 
I went I went into one of the Brooklyn theaters and everybody had a daishiki on. Everybody's like Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever. I'm like, let me That's just crazy. Out. Yeah, it it, it capped out at eight hundred and fifty nine million dollars worldwide. And that was when um that was when uh Chadwick was still alive. That's man. with no Chadwick. And, and, and well, yeah, well, you know, Black Panther two with Chadwick Bo- without Chadwick Boseman, it's like, why, why, why is this even a movie? You know, like what, what, what's this? You know, like well, why am I watching this? I think if they had a recast, it it would have done better. But for it to do what it did without Chadwick is impressive, even though it's a horrific storyline and all the emasculation and all, it was it was it was bad, bro. Mm. It was bad. I can but, I can definitely see that. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, like you have to gain, like, I'm, I'm a very, I'm not saying I'm very picky with my movies, but I'm sorry. I'm like, you know, I, I, I like a good story. I like, you know, like if, if I know the characters, I'll watch it. I'm o- I'm also open to like, you know, like new storylines and all that other stuff. I'm not saying that I'm not, <laughs> it's just like it, but it's like, you know, like if it, I already know half the time when I go into the movie theater it's going to be like culture war time <laughs> a thousand. And that's what, and, and to be quite honest with you, that's why I get so turned off by movies today. It's like, yeah. I don't care about your fucking political, you know, leaning. I don't care about the social justice warriors, the culture warriors. I don't care about that. I just like, is the movie good? That's it. I just want to go see a goddamn movie yeah. without all of you squawking about it. And it's just like I, I just you, y'all take the fun out of this shit half the time. So it's just <laughs> like you know, like I'm not even I'm not blaming my audience. I'm just blaming like people in general. It's like I can't watch a movie with all of you just squawking at it. Let <laughs> me watch the movie and and let me come to the distinction before I do all of that. Okay, <laughs> there there therein lies the problem, you know. But what would you say? Like I mean, because we're about to end this. What would you say? What would you say that in the future you might see with a lot of black actors and actresses regarding like Hollywood's Hollywood stance? Because what I'm what I'm going to say is, is that you're seeing a lot more of like this, like imported black people, like with with James and Idris and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Haley Bailey. Yeah, you got Chloe Bailey. Yeah, you got Fantasia. But. I would say that you, you're seeing a lot more like foreign black people. You're seeing a lot more of them, right? And mm-hmm. I would say that for all of the black Americans, it would be time and a half to start, you know, taking whatever money you got from Hollywood and putting that into something, uh, putting that into your own distributions. I mean, it's it's time at this point. But what do you think? I, I agree. I think um black americans are slowly starting to pull their monies away from movies that feature uh black black brits so the whitney movie flopped the harriet movie didn't do well so black folk are starting to slowly be like ah no now what they do with the monies what goes to your point put those monies to something that benefits you know us as a our own collective which is they're not to that point yet Right now, they're just to the point where they're not going to financially support, you know, um, a black Brit playing, you know, an FBA legend or something like that. So we're, they're slowly. But, but, hold on, that. hold on. But they will. But they will high five a black Brit for smashing Chloe Bailey. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, that, that's, Come a, on, that's a whole nother. If you, if you go, if you go ask the devil for anything. Yeah, hey, let me smash Chloe Bailey's cheeks. 
that's a whole nother that's a whole nother that's a whole nother story that's a whole yeah, nother yeah, topic yeah 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 <laughs> that's a whole nother no but keep, keep going keep going keep going no that was it i think black folk are starting to starting to see they want their stories told by their own people mm-hmm. you know yeah I, um all right to answer this question and then we out do you think offensiveness can enhance a movie or is the cop out to be filthy i personally don't do i think enha- offensiveness can enhance a movie i mean i guess so but not really so much because it's like yeah you can be edgy but what what are you learning what like what is the movie about you know like what 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 can i get from this movie except for like complete straight edginess Mm. like the one thing i guess for a lot of you know like moviegoers or or people like people seem to forget that the 90s the reason why the 90s was edgy was because of the 80s is like like uh predictability i guess and nine and people in the 90s were just like completely like edgified i guess you could say like whatever they can get away with with the censors basically it was like i would say the 90s was a censor tester what yes. can you get away with with movies like like kids i remember that that thing came out it was just like kids to us then was like cuties to everybody now yeah that's how I've, big the I've never, was. I never heard of that. I've never oh. heard of that movie. Oh, and that's a uh, listen. Who was in that? Rosario Dawson. Like this was when she was oh, young. She was a teenager. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Kids. Boy. She was. Yeah. There's a lot of. <laughs> there's a lot of folk up in there. Yeah. <laughs> she was in Rent. <laughs> oh man, she was in Rent. Now I don't want to see it. I mean, you. Even still, by today's standards, it's pretty raunchy for a teen, for a teen expose or something, you know. But it was a huge backlash back then. It was a big deal, big deal. I mean, even with uh, even with uh, you know, like TV shows with like Beavis and Butthead and all that, you know, mm-hmm. just like yeah. Well, hell, when uh, when Family Guy first aired on Fox, it was a big deal. It was like, what is this crass? offensive humor you know yeah. i mean fun fact uh it, family guy was a was a thing from what a cartoon which was yeah. like a you know a cart like what you remember all those cartoon network shorts that became it was like the oh yeah cartoons of like nickelodeon had oh yeah cartoon yeah which was like the precursor to all of the uh butch hartman cartoons you would see like fairly odd parents my life is a teenage robot mm-hmm. chalk zone all of them uh what a cartoon had like the powerpuff girls dexter's laboratory family guy i remember that yeah family guy was supposed to be on cartoon network but that was too raunchy for ed and nettie's past for cartoon network but (laughs) family guy funny to me that was okay funny but um yeah yeah what a cartoon hosted family guy before it was family guy but it wasn't called family guy it was i think it was a man and his dog or something like that but it had mm. seth mcfarlane and all of them but it didn't have like the family guy characters it was just peter and brian okay and uh powerpuff girls was not called powerpuff girls on what a cartoon uh craig mccracken actually called it whoop ass stew that's right whoop ass stew. yes it was called whoop ass stew it was, but yeah, you couldn't but you couldn't work. say that on television oh. but you could say that in the pilot of 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 <laughs> it just like oh man you know what i think i'm gonna do that this weekend <laughs> i'm gonna do that yeah this like like all like i i think we need to have like a a master class on raunchiness and edginess because people nowadays don't understand it they don't know 
They don't understand. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna do that this weekend. I'm gonna do that this weekend. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm gonna do that this weekend. That's gonna be the topic of. That's gonna be the topic. All right, everybody, everybody, tune into that topic because y'all, y'all need a master class on that shit. All right, uh, all right. But me and Sly are out. Uh, any last words, man? Nah, thank you for having me. Uh, great discussion. I just, um, you know, I just hate that it had to be us with with this flop. I, listen, I want Disney to, to fail just as much as anybody else, just not with our people. Yeah. So uh, trust me, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, shout out to Lucas Stone with the 999. I do appreciate that, man. Everybody, if you are definitely trying to uh, donate after the stream, you can hit me up on Cash App. Uh, tell tell the people where they can find you. Um, Super Slide 75 or my backup channel is Heavily Flawed Individual. That's where I be. All right. Uh, you you doing the live stream tonight? Yeah, I'm going to come back and finish up that uh, uh, the Travis Rudolph uh, situation. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to be there. All right, guys. So, so we got we to gotta, we gotta get him out of here. All right, Instagram Sings Red Blue is the place where you want to follow me. Uh, join the locals. I'm also on Rumble. Join the Rumble. Cash App, Coinbase, Red Sings Blues is the place where we want to donate. Shout out to all you that come out. Likes, comments, and shares are free. Hit that notification bell as we are on our way to 10,000 subscribers. One more thing. We've got to have money. Studio equipment as well as studio funding for Red Sings Blues. Peace out.